Welcome to Big Facts No Cap, the only show that's number one with Paul and Adrian in person, and Paul, who didn't come up with a rhyme, in person. Who's Persian? Also in the Purge movies, because he's Persian. He's Persian, and I'm in a black suburban swerving while listening to Eric Sermon drinking bourbon. That's an awfully hot coffee pot. (laughs) Why is he British? (laughs) Is that British to you? Awfully hot coffee pot. Yeah, that sounds pretty. Does that not sound British to you? Right, hold on. It's going to be hard if I can't look at you while I'm doing this. I'm going to move this mic a little bit. Welcome to Big Facts No Cap, the only show that's number one with pet peeves and pets named Peeve. You try. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Big Facts No Cap in person after dark. The only show that's number one with pet peeves and people named Steve. I'm Adrian, as always, here with Paul. Let's get Big Fact and let's get no capping. Wake your punk ass up. Sway in the morning. <laughs> yeah. What? Are you using that one? That's the intro. Yeah. All right, sure. all right, cool. That's it. That's the intro. Big facts. No. Cap. Big facts. No. Cap. No cap. Big facts. No. Cap. Big facts. No. Cap. No cap. I didn't really hear what you said. I was looking at the levels more. Always looking at the levels. It's just like we always say in Battle Rap, there's levels to it. It's what I always say while playing Mario, there's levels to it. It's like what I say when playing every video game, there's levels to it. It's like what I say when I'm going up an elevator, there's levels to it. It's like what I say when um, I, I'm trying to make sure that pictures are being hung up evenly, uh, there's levels to it. Now, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Not bad. Not bad. Uh, it's been a while since we've had an in-person episode. It's been a while. It's been a long time without you, my friend, JFK. JFK. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any media roundup or anything that you want to talk about? Yeah, I've been listening to this band out of uh, Bramford, UK, uh, Bad Boy there. Chiller Crew. Incredible. Listen to their song BMW. All right. Sounds good. Is that like some drill or was that? It's like a rap over uh, UK garage beats. Oh, all right. That's cool. Um, Let me think. I had one thing that I recommended. Oh, I'm still watching through. They're still putting out episodes of Bags and Bodies. And so the last one was Ash Cash versus Hope Trilla. Uh, A couple, couple women on the mic. Uh, Hope Trilla did really good. She had a great performance. It was a really fun battle. Ash Cash choked her two last rounds. Um, but it's very fun. You should watch it if you're into battle rap at all. Phil and I are talking about it. And our favorite part was uh, Ash Cash is a, is a slightly bigger woman. So she had like a second round prepared where she was like, I know you're going to call me fat or whatever. And like, here's, you know, my rebuttal to that. And what I liked is that Hope Trilla didn't say anything about that. The only thing she said about her appearance in her first round was that she was very pretty. <laughs> so I liked how that was a, a real failed concept from the beginning. Is that necessarily a competitive thing that needs to be like gendered is it like you know how people are always like why is chess have women's leagues like there's no does rap battles need to be does that need to be split male female that's a good question i don't think it should be but it is queen of the ring was historically a very big league uh women only um but no they do some um sometimes they do it gimmicky where they do like a kings versus queens but sometimes it's just a you know because that show what do you call it the uh 
Wild and Out. Wild and Out. Yeah, they mix, right? Yeah, they mix. Yeah, they have women yeah. battle men. Yeah, it's really progressive. I think. Yeah. Yeah. The reason it would be a slightly hard to mix is because there is like a very specific angle of misogyny that would then either become too easy to use or too taboo to use that would be like either it would either be an awkward elephant in the room that they were more misogynistic against the men than against the women but i guess that, that that's the same dichotomy that comes with battling white people right? i was just it's like you want to exactly you want to mention that. that they're white and make fun of them but you don't want to do it too much because then they can flip it on you and be like all you talk about is how i'm white and yeah, yeah kind of there's like a little bit of a balance and there. people will still do that too they'll do three entire rounds against sharon of just about him being white and uh yeah people get tired of it but some people are just like as, as long as those dynamics exist you can you can do that angle if you want as long as it's fresh so. but like I think it's the same thing you said about, like, the overweight woman. It's, like, almost obvious enough that they're going to have some, like, prepared rebuttals. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is, I guess, opening yourself up for an easy rebuttal. I don't know much about battle rap. No, you're right. You're right. You've got the strategy. My, if somebody was making fun of me for being white in a battle rap, I would rebuttal. I would open up with, like, that's an awfully hot coffee pot. And you don't think that's British? <laughs> Because if it was Eminem, it'd be more of a nasal, like, that's an awfully hot coffee pot. That's an awfully hot coffee pot. That's a little bit more Detroit. There you go. Um, now do it as Danny Brown. Go extra nasally. Plows <laughs> out pneumonia? That's an awfully hot coffee pot. <laughs> uh, um, that's all I have for Media Roundup, though. So if you want to move into other stuff. I'm back in town for the holidays. That's cool. Got a present already. It's been a good day. Um, got myself some, uh, Cuban fried rice, a little Cuban Chinese fusion that was banging. Uh, it's been great so far. Yeah. Looking forward to the rest of the trip. Shout out to Kaye Soul. It really, uh, it really proved popular with Adrian. So that's good. Yeah. The place was banging. Got some, uh, aged Guatemalan rum. So, you know, yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. Got myself a little Pisco drink. Um, yeah, big plans to maybe hear about in later episodes and be doing a lot of driving, a lot of seeing people while I'm here. Um, but, you know, I'm always going to make it out for a little bit of a power visit every now and then. Come on now, baby. Come on now. Come on now, baby. That's an awfully hot coffee pot. That's an awfully hot coffee pot. You're listening to Big Facts No Cap in the Morning, the only podcast where that's an awfully hot coffee pot. That's an awfully hot coffee. Uh, yeah. I don't know. World Cup predictions, Paul? You were talking about this earlier. Do you want to do anything? Do you want to call your shot on pod? Yeah, I think I told you this. Uh, what I like about the chess app, chess.com app, is that it really brings like such an international dynamic to my life. Like usually I don't get to feel like I'm competing against a Bangladeshi guy or I don't get to feel like just randomly upset like one Sunday morning at a Nigerian guy. But when you play on the chess.com app, you just kind of get the, these weird like, oh, no way I'm going to let a Swedish guy beat me. No, not today. Uh, because it always shows you the flag of the country of the person you're playing. I'm not going to lie, today I was playing a Moroccan guy. He sent me a message after it took me like 20 seconds to make a move. I play like speed chess. That's so like get five minutes each. He sent me a message. Hurry up. And I was like the fucking it has gone to their heads so quickly. <laughs> you get to one semifinal in one World Cup and all of a sudden the Moroccans are telling me to hurry up. First on my African nation to make it to a semifinal and suddenly they want you to speed things up. And suddenly they're telling you you're taking too long on your chest turn. Mm -hmm. 
and I was like, Mm-mm, not having any of that. So I actually really, I honed in, I concentrated, and I won that game. Yeah, yeah who are you, who are you playing chess against? Hashtag Hakimi, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you probably got that out. <laughs> um, yeah. So is wait. So your predictions for the game is Moroccans don't get too cocky. As somebody who doesn't know much about soccer, everything that I know about the World Cup, I'm learning from the commentators as I watch the game. And their take on the Moroccan team is that, you know, they don't have any stars, but they all just play so well together. What, Hakeem Ziyech? They're like, you know, Hakeemi? That, that's kind of how they're putting it. They're putting yeah. it in the context of nobody. It's not a team that's made of one person winning it for everyone. It's a team made of everybody working well together. Yeah, I mean, sort of true. I mean, the thing that's been winning them games is their defensive solidity, which has been pretty, pretty spot on. Um, but yeah, I guess, I don't know. What else did you learn from commentators? That there was a guy who can afford shoes now? Yeah. <laughs> I forget who it was. It was, it was a, a guy, Brazilian It player. was a Brazilian player. And they were like, oh yeah, he's from like a poor part of Sao Paulo. When he was getting subbed in, he had blonde tips. So if you guys want to re- reverse engineer who, what player that is. He's getting subbed in during the game. They're like, oh, he's from a poor part of Sao Paulo. Chit-chat, chit-chat. One of the commentators goes, oh, guess he can afford shoes now. And it was one of those things where he didn't tell, right before saying that, he didn't tell a story about him not being able to afford shoes. So it just felt really catty and mean. <laughs> Be like, I'm just like hanging out with your friend and you see he's wearing shoes. Like, guess you can afford shoes now. I don't know. It just felt like <laughs> unnecessary. Look who can afford shoes now. <laughs> it's like, is he just from a poor area? And that's just like, what your conception of poverty is is that he couldn't afford shoes or is there actually a specific story he's told before about not being able to afford shoes because if it's the first one i don't like that and that commentator should feel bad about saying that you have to apologize um it could be either honestly it's one of those things that's kind of a stereotype but also it's almost like when american presidents had to be born in a log cabin like it does help your case if you can if you can be like <laughs> i was able to afford shoes also there was a lot of complaints about uh messi during the argentina game uh getting spe- uh preferential treatment yeah you should have gotten a yellow for that handball oh shit isabella you're live on pod with paul and adrian what do you have to say to the people Howdy. Yeah, like uh- a real texan <laughs> That's a real Texan for you guys. A special treat for this episode. All right. Do I actually have a podcast? Yeah. Oh, cool. Please don't curse. Hello to all my fans. <laughs> <laughs> the confidence. Uh, do you want to comment on today's theme, leaving pizza rolls on the kitchen floor? <laughs> <laughs> such rude behavior. Who would do such a thing? <laughs> uh, well, I just want to say how. hi. Howdy. Howdy. All right, I think this is a good segue into the theme, anger management. Oh, yeah, our theme is anger management, yeah. not pet peeves, even though we specifically... No, that's kind of how we frame the third segment, but... Mm. If I know that there's one source in your life, Paul, that makes you angry all the time. Yeah, this one I think is tough for me. I don't have anger management issues. I'm a real, like, sad sap, not an anger sap. Oh, you know, I'm exactly the same way, and I've literally had people, like, react very viscerally to me being like, oh, I just don't get angry, I just get sad, and they're like, oh, that makes me sad for some reason. (laughs) No, I'm more of a depressed boy than an angry boy. Yeah. Have you ever, like, slammed your hand on a fist, or your fist on, like, a table? And, like, Have angry? I ever slammed my hand on a fist? Okay, I clearly corrected it right after. I don't, you're about to make me angry. <laughs> you're about to do the impossible. Have you ever, like, slammed your fist dramatically on a table for whatever reason? No. 
You've never, like, been in court as a lawyer and been like, this whole courtroom's out of order. <laughs> no. you never been like, I'm not angry, but I'm disappointed. What would make you angry, Adrian? Uh, I feel like that's, um, let's see, uh, injustice. Mm. Um, but anything not stupid. <laughs> inequality. <laughs> um, when I, like, take a sip from a drink and it's too hot, and so you get that, like, little bit of burnt in your mouth, like, for the entire day. Oh, that does suck, especially when you're, like, really... You know what the problem with that is? Is it always happens when you're most excited to eat something. Yeah, that's Because that's happens. why you're... Otherwise that, you'd have control. Otherwise you'd have the self-control not to take the bite of the hot food. Exactly. But to be honest with you, that's another example where I just kind of get disappointed, but in myself. Oh, okay. You just become disappointed in your own lack of ability to navigate this world correctly. Yeah, kind of. It's the same thing. Every time I stub my toe, I'm like, how could you be so stupid? Have <laughs> mm. to not keep your toe from banging into shit. I get to not wear your steel-toed boot around the house at all times. Yeah, I think that's true. So I guess it has to be interpersonal stuff, right? Like, I don't think there's anything that my I myself do that makes me angry. I think not being able to communicate with somebody when I feel like I could very quickly makes things more efficient makes me kind of angry traffic is what i'm thinking of if a person is like not taking a right turn when i know they could be and they're just waiting i'm like are they waiting for a green what's like do they not know they could just go right now and then it's like well i can't honk i don't think they would even understand that what i'm saying is to go they would probably just be confused why somebody's like hey this guy supports my bumper stickers (laughs) (laughs) and I guess that's maybe it's frustrating the same as anger. I kind of I'm not really no. angry at them. I'm angry at the universe or the situation. Yeah. I'm like I kind of just want this to move. I don't know. I get frustration. I don't know if that's anger though. Also, that might be me in front of you. I do that quite often, where I kind of like really wait for a real gap in traffic to turn right, <laughs> even if I don't need to. Brett Paul's getting angry at me. Um, what about when Paul doesn't turn in his uh, pod edits on time? Does that make you angry? No, it just makes me disappointed. Well, that's not a good example, damn it. <laughs> um, what about when people scab? Does that make you angry? No, you have to be understanding about people's situations. And um, is there anything from your workplace that uh, I feel like that's a real common source of anger, right? No, I'm pretty chill. Yeah. I think I do a good job understanding that work is like, I just want the money. I don't really like, I think that's one of the funnier things is when somebody, nobody's ever yelled at me at work and it always almost annoys me because I'm like, I kind of just want it to happen. So I know how I would react because mm. I've heard of other people having managers or being in meetings with yellers. Yeah. I've had a similar thing actually. And my only thing is like how, like I almost want it to happen just to know how I'd react because I don't think I could take a person seriously who's yelling at work. I'd be like, Man, you know we're here to get paid, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, why do you care so much? It's true. And uh, what is it that you guys do again? You guys make uh, medical software for uh, kids with cancer? <laughs> no, 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 no. We just make the uh, the rockets that are striking uh, Yemeni children. If anything, I want to do a bad job. <laughs> uh, yeah, hold on. What else? What else? So, yeah, traffic's a big one. Uh, you know what's really weird? Uh, I don't know if this is a thing with you. I had a, um, a, a former person that I was seeing for a while who, uh, got very angry in traffic, and which I didn't understand. But the one time that I did get angry in traffic because I was, I was driving the lab truck in downtown Davis, which is too big of a vehicle to be driving in that small of, like, a, 
you know, res- not residential, but like businessy area. And so I was a little bit annoyed with how people were driving around me and I got like legitimately a little bit angry and she found it attractive, which I think is a toxic thing. But I, yeah, has anyone ever like had that with you where they're like, I'm just glad instead of getting sad, Adrian got angry this time. I think that says more about her than I, I think all these things say more about other people than it does about me. <laughs> um, I would call it a good trait, maybe not a good, good trait or most adaptive trait, but a generally good trait. No, right. I feel like that's the type of thing where it's like, I don't know, right? You ask Jordan Peterson and he's like, actually, anger helps you be dominant in the workplace. <laughs> Actually, it was the angry caveman that uh, ate the most meat. <laughs> it was the angriest caveman who would get addicted to pills. <laughs> be, be comatose in Russia. And whose daughter would date Andrew Tate. Wait, is that true? Yeah. I didn't know that last part. That's hard as hell. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, oh, other thing. Um. The other thing that I'm happy about in terms of not being an angry person is um, I'm not an angry drunk at all. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, being Maybe an angry an drunk seems drunk, like it yeah. would suck. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's one of those things where uh, it's kind of what I used to say when I was in high school and I already knew that I didn't want to have kids. But I think I would be at least not maybe in the time management sense, but in terms of like emotional availability and fostering a pretty good parent. And I think not being angry is a good part of that. Good thing I'm not going to have one, though. Jesus Christ, I'll tell you what. What a waste of time. All right. Anger. Other. Have you ever seen... What's the most angry you've ever seen someone that you had to manage? That I had to manage? Yeah. Did you ever have to manage, like, an explosive an explosive personality? Sometimes my dad would have angry outbursts, but I never really had to manage him. Mostly just avoided him sometimes when that happened. Um, and then... Never really had angry bosses, mostly passive-aggressive bosses, which is honestly kind of an equally annoying. Uh, the closest I can think of is like, and I, I don't know if this is fair because oh. they, you're too young to regulate your emotions. I was but just like, about to say, I fought as a kid. Like, I yeah. fought my neighbor and stuff like that whenever we had disagreements and getting angry at each sure, other. Sure, we had that, but I don't ever remember being super angry at my neighbors. But the times that I do remember seeing somebody get really angry, it was similar. I guess he was a neighbor, but it was like a, uh, a kid who was... All, on the same bus stop as me so he rode the same bus and he was pretty nerdy i guess but this kid was like one of those types of uh nerdier outcast kids that really couldn't handle their emotions so people would purposefully like trigger them to make them upset which is like a really sad type of thing to see and so people would purposefully trigger him and every once in a while it would go far enough that he would then like have an outburst and try to hit somebody and end up getting like suspended or something like that. It's like one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, Yeah, you can't feel good about that. Somebody needs to like figure out how to get this kid to stop being so easy to trigger, but also, Mm. gosh, the cruelty of these other kids that they know he's the person they can make it happen to. So they do kind of like hone in on that. That's true. I guess push those buttons. This must have been when I was nine years or younger, because this was when I was living with my older brother. So it was when I was pretty young. Um, But I think my brother, who was nine years older than me, was able to push my buttons like that when I was a really young kid. And I remember it was the exact same scenario of like, he would know how to like mess with me to the point where I started trying to beat him up. And my brother was like three feet taller than me and nine (laughs) years older than me. Yeah, this kid, I remember one specific time where he took his jacket and used it as a weapon. And he was like, that's kind of cool. Like a nunchuck type thing. (laughs) Like a nunchuck type thing. He just like somebody, he used to sit at the front of the bus, right? Because that's like kind of the best play for a kid like that, like close to the bus driver. So when people are bullying him, he can like quickly get it stopped. 
but like somebody got on his nerves and he took his jacket and just started whipping up and down the aisle at people i remember he got suspended from school for a while after that yeah oh what about um like uh interrelationship uh anger whatever like people yelling at their partners or I, i i used to live in a duplex and I really like the couple that live next to us. I like both of them as people. I, I talk to them individually. One of the realities of living in that situation is like you would often just hear them fighting through the, the walls. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was like a, you know, like abuse situation or whatever. It seemed pretty mutual and not physical, which I don't know if it's emotional or whatever, but like that's not my job to <laughs> intervene. Um, but yeah, that was like a pretty regular feature of living in that duplex. Yeah, that does trigger my memory. Yeah, senior year of college, mm. we uh, met our neighbors at one point. And they just moved into a house together. And she was like, yeah, I used to go to uh, University of South Carolina, but uh, I dropped out because my boyfriend goes here to Clemson. So I came here to live with him. I was like, what are those? Yikes. Bad situation. She, she quit college? Yeah, she quit college. She quit college. She to quit move- college? She quit college. She quit college to get a course? <laughs> she, she quit college to get an awfully hard course. Um. And she came to Clemson, and we, yeah, we hung out with them, I think, like, twice. But after that, we heard them fighting a lot at night. And we'd, it'd be like that thing where it's like if we were out on the porch having drinks or something, you'd hear, like, the, like, muffled, angry fight. And then you'd hear, like, the front door slam open, and then the car door <laughs> slam, the engine rev, and a car, like, zoom away because somebody got, like, angry enough to do the storm out. Did you ever hear, like, the really hot, like, makeup afterwards? Just the e- 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 come on now so this triggered my memory have you ever been in a situation where you were in a group of people and there was some kind of issue and one of you really wanted to solve it in a much angrier way than any for everyone else did or that you wanted to (laughs) that sounds funny though uh i feel like i have a couple like somebody was like let's all get pitchforks and torches and go to like kevin's house Sort of. I mean, I'll, I'll save that example for later. But like, even just like at a bar, if there's like another table that's way too loud, and like you're trying to do something like a little bit more productive at the bar, like you're having a meeting or something, and like someone's like, "Oh, we should go talk to them," and you're like, "No, let's just like you know, let's keep doing our thing. I'm sure they'll get what we're doing or whatever, and it'll be fine." Uh, that kind of conflict happens a, quite a, a good bit. Um, but no, the one I was thinking of is I was at my uh, friend Ryan's house. Uh, him and Amber I used to work with at Trader Joe's, and he custom built my bike for me. And I was over hanging out with them one time uh, while we were like doing bike building stuff and hanging out. And because they had a newborn daughter, he was so angry about how loud their neighbors were being that he was like, I'm going to get my shotgun and I'm going to go to the next door over and like threaten them. Both of us were like, please don't. That doesn't seem like the right way to handle that situation. (laughs) Uh, So we had to talk him down from doing that. Yeah. Um, One of the things that makes me angry is when people say that you're being angry or rude in a way that you're not. Um, I've had Adrian, why are you so pissed off right now? I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm Calm down, right. Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this was back in high school. I was running late for a class. Okay, in the but morning. just lower. Like uh, yeah, sorry, little, don't don't mean don't let me not tone quieter. A uh, cab includes tone police. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, I was late for class, and so I was kind of hurrying through. Does the it annoy you when people interrupt your story a lot? No, I'm fine with that. Okay, that's kind of the mo of this pod. Uh, and so it was, there was like no one in the hall except for me and these two people who kind of came out of a corner out of nowhere. And I bumped into this dude's girlfriend. Um, I was just kind of walking at a normal pace. Like they kind of just came out of the corner or whatever. And because I bumped into his girlfriend, the guy was getting really in my face about like, Hey man, you don't have to be in such a hurry, man. Like it's all cool, man. Like you don't have to fucking bump into my girlfriend. I was like, dude, like she's just walking in the wrong place. Like I'm walking on the right side of the hall. Like this is not my issue. Like 
I think that's all I got, though, in terms of anger management. Um, your parents don't seem like angry people. They both seem like very calm people. No, I used to think my dad was angry when I was a kid, but then my brother moved out, and I realized it, it was really like a it was a problem <laughs> with a solution. My dad's yelling. <laughs> Do you think we're going to live longer than people who have anger management issues because it's like a health issue thing, too? Well, no, because you have diabetes, and I think we're... Um, you know I can't live without you, so I'm probably going to do one of those sympathy deaths you're a year do, after you go. You're going to do a where the red fern grows type thing. <laughs> Paul's going to start refusing to eat. <laughs> Izzy's going to try and feed him. She's going to be like, here, just eat this one pizza roll. And he's like, I know it came from the floor. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> no, that makes sense. <laughs> All right. Should we go into columns? Yeah. You want to go first or second? I'll go first. All right. What you got for us, Polly boy? All right. I have a column from ravishly.com. Advice column, ask Aaron. Answered by Aaron Carr, 2018. All right. I don't know if this is up your alley, Aaron, but I'm hoping you can help. My husband and I are good friends with another couple. We love them dearly, but they have no concept of time. And when we're over there, they'll often disappear upstairs for ages. Not that reason. She'll randomly have a shower while we're hanging out and not come back for 45 minutes, for example. And when they come here, we agree on a time and they always text just as I'm putting dinner in the oven to say that they'll be an hour later than anticipated, usually when our kids are in the process of going to bed. I know not every family is like ours. He was raised to be 15 minutes early for everything, and my parents were always running 15 to 30 minutes late, which made me punctual when I moved out because I know it isn't respectful of people's time to be late. She's from a South American country originally, and time isn't quite as rigid a concept there. How can I communicate that they aren't being respectful of our time without offending them, or worse, without them really hearing us and making a change? Or am I wrong to expect and hope for that? Aye, aye, aye. So this was kind of in the concept of things that make people angry. Late people. Mm-hmm. Tardiness does kind of upset me, yeah. Give them a time that's an hour early. Ooh, become a liar. Yeah, it's not that hard. But then what if they get angry that you're lying? What if it's their pet peeve that you're a liar? Well, that would mean that their pet peeve is that they want to show up everywhere an hour late. <laughs> Otherwise, it just solves the problem. <laughs> I guess the lying could be an issue. Y you know what? You know... <laughs> I can kind of see that actually even not being a good uh solution um there was a time where phil and i were both working at tokyo grill and phil and i would work the same shifts every time because i needed a ride back to lexington uh and so he would pick me up at like the little loading zone near the honors college and so he basically just didn't want to have to wait there at all so instead of texting me when he was there he would text me when he like left his dorm so i would be out there waiting for him <laughs> to make sure that i was there when he rolled up and I like it was not hard for me to understand that. And so I was like, can you just like text me like when you actually get here? Like, I'll come out like I'm not like finishing my makeup or anything like I'll be out as soon as you text me. Um, not to use such a, uh, you know, stereotype of uh, women who are late or whatever. Um, but yeah, that was an argument I think we had at one point freshman year of college was like, just text me when you're here and I will come out. How was the makeup sex? Uh, makeup, gender, I'll tell you what. <laughs> no, I get you. And then I think I agree with you. In that sense of like, just text me. But if he texted you just when he got there, it could come out of the blue, which would then make you late because you wouldn't have prepped. I know what time we're going to work. Okay, fair enough. To me, that that sort of stuff is why I end up being a little bit of an over-texter in that situation. I'll text somebody like, heading out from my place now, you know, and then I'll text them again. Hit a red like, light. 
just got there. Here, yeah. And I think that can be annoying in its own way, but it's kind of what I like. But nobody else really does that. I mm-hmm. Most people send you one text either right when they get somewhere or when they're heading out. Yeah. Very rarely is somebody a double sort of text person. Um, so, you know, I've really kind of modeled myself after the world. I see. Yeah, and when it comes to having these friends over, um, I was way more offended by them apparently disappearing for hours at a time. What was yeah, that, that is way weirder to yeah, go upstairs to thing? take a shower yeah. after you've arrived. That's very funny that you arrive on time and they're like, okay, but we're going to nip upstairs for a shower. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I feel like that's way worse than the, them coming late to your... I don't know. Seems kind of fun that you get to, like, rummage through their things. I guess so. Yeah, you get to go, I don't know. Play with their soccer ball that's just for looks, but not actually for you, think. That's true, just like every Latin American has. <laughs> she is South American. Where In South America, they don't really have a concept of time. They're they're kind of like the aliens from Slaughterhouse-Five. They're really outside of the space and time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the cool thing, though, is like, like when they go upstairs, you have enough time to like look up how to pronounce correctly all the dishes that they said they were going to make. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. Yeah, you're like, burrito, taco, <laughs> taco. I really like the corn tortilla. <laughs> and they're going to be like, oh, we just need to stop inviting these people over at all. <laughs> we already gave them this warning or this uh, passive aggressive thing of us waiting an hour before we go <laughs> hang out with them. And yet they still continue to come over. So we should just stop inviting them. Yeah, these friends sound like they hate you. It's yeah. frankly the situation at hand. Also, it seems like a thing that would be easier to navigate if you had like a three or four couple friend group. Like, I feel like that's an easier conversation to have than just a two on two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What else do you think about this one? They're, they're handling it in a very non-angry way in terms of anger management. Yeah. They're handling it in the type of way where it's like, it's very mature it's the right way to handle it, but it also. They're consulting a goddamn advice column. It makes you wonder what their lives are like, that this is the yeah. thing that they're writing into an advice column about. It feels very standard, very like, seems like the type of thing you bitch about with your partner. And then eventually one of you guys ma- handle it. Yeah. The way everybody does, like eventually one of you makes a catty statement. You're a little Ooh, passive aggressive about it. That's what you think it. the best way to do it is? No, I don't think it's the best way to do it, but that's, I think, like, I think. Letting nature take its course with these sort of frustrations is fine. Like, I don't know if you need to perfect your life to the point that these friends need to be handled in some sort of more mature way. Because, obviously, the answer is have a mature conversation about it with them. If it's the thing that you need Yeah, to. but in Latin America, they don't really have mature conversations. With <laughs> they don't really have a concept of mature conversation <laughs> yeah, you know over I mean? there. These have fiery outbursts. But I think my big problem is if you tackle every problem like this in your life with a mature conversation, you're going to be spending all your time having mature conversations with people. Like sometimes you either learn, you live and let live, like you you get, you you know, pick your battles. And if this is really your biggest pet peeve, then pick this battle and have the mature conversation. But to me, I would probably end up just not doing anything about this because who has the time to confront somebody over something like this? Yeah, I guess so. And then when it comes to like having to put your kids to bed or whatever. I'll tell you who doesn't have time, a Latina person, because they don't know about time. They don't have that idea out there yet. I ain't got time. When it comes to like your kids and stuff, just uh, let them stay up. Let them hang out. Yeah. That's what the Latinos do. They're up to the wee hours. Uh, who Who's this person that you brought in? What's their perspective? What's their bias? What's their... Uh... I'm not sure. Do we want to hear the answer? I guess so, yeah, I don't know. I think um, maybe get angry is the answer. 
Although I can, on occasion, be tardy, chronic lateness like this really gets under my skin. Your time is valuable, and it's reasonable to expect that our friends believe that too. So, what to do? As in most situations, I believe in a direct and thoughtful approach. Tell them the truth. Let them know that, with your busy life, scheduling is essential. When they are an hour plus late, it throws you off. Additionally, it's okay to let them know that it makes you feel disrespected. If you were closer to one of them, you could speak to them privately, unless the two of you want to approach them, couple to couple. Ooh, I don't like that, like a, like a Broadway gang approach them, like snapping, couple to couple, two on two. Seems threatening. They may be surprised at how late and how often this occurs. I know when I've been late in the past, my mind has crunched the numbers to, oh, I'm going to be 15-ish minutes late, which could mean a half hour. You can remind them of the past couple of times they were late and how that impacted you. I don't like that either. Nobody likes it when it seems like you've been taking notes. Set meeting times ahead by a half hour. Ooh, the Adrian advice. I have a few people in my life who are always late. Once I started just telling them we were meeting 30 minutes earlier than we were, I saved us both a lot of stress. And should they actually be on time, it might be a good lesson. Oh. After you've had the conversation, set a boundary for how long you will wait. Again, setting a boundary around your very valuable time is totally okay. When you make plans, ask them what a realistic meeting time is. Once you've set the time, give them a time frame of availability. Say you have dinner plans at 7. Let them know how much you are looking forward to it and that if you're running more and if that if they're running more than 30 minutes behind or 20 minutes or whatever you're comfortable with, you will have to reschedule. It's like a doctor's office. Yeah, I know that that sounds that whole paragraph sounded really like I would I don't know, like I get the idea of setting boundaries, but to specifically tell somebody also, I think you're such a late person like mm-hmm. that just sounds like you're not friends with that person like. I don't know if somebody was like, Paul, I want to hang out. But also, if you're 20 minutes late, I'm going to leave because you annoy me so much when you're late. I'd be like, man, maybe we just shouldn't hang out. Like, As with most things in life, clear communication and boundary setting are essential. Good luck. I liked part of it. I didn't like the other part of it. Yeah, the specific wording, when you make plans, ask them what a realistic meeting time is. Similar to what I was just saying, like... Somebody said, Paul, let's hang out. Which, once again, I'm not a late person, so nobody would really have to. But, like, somebody opened with, let's hang out. What's a realistic time for you? Because I know you're often late. I'd be like, Jesus Christ. Like, clearly we're not friends. You hate me. Let's let's, let's just not meet up. I mean, they're reaching out, right? So, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, I get you. I don't think that's a good look. Um... Honestly, yeah, just lie. Just tell them. Yeah. Just tell them the wrong time. And then in terms of like making dinner and putting your kids to bed and all that stuff, just just make Easy Mac or something. You know, something you can whip up in like 10 minutes whenever they get there. Their kids are stupid. They don't know what's healthy for them. Get them some McDonald's. Ooh. Teach them a lesson by having a reservation at a restaurant that's like really, really like Mm -hmm. tight about their reservations. Yeah. And when they get there, you've already eaten, and you leave them with the check. All right, Adrian, you want to get into your column? Sure. All right, Polly boy. That's what they call me. Are you ready for my Articuno? I'm always ready for an Articuno. All right. But not for a mole trace or a Zapdos. I'll tell you what. Sounds like you're just being racist against Latino people again. I'm not going to lie. By quoting Pokemon? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll tell you what. Woke really has gone crazy in this country. Go woke, go broke. I've been listening to Elon Musk a lot, and he has some interesting things to say about woke people. (laughs) All right, so I've got an article from the Washington Post. It does have a warning because the article was published more than two years ago, so the information might be out of date. I hope that's okay with you. Uh, Should we give you a little bit of time and you can find a new one? No, 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 because it's a trusted source. Okay. Ask Amy. Don't want to bring in misinformation. Fake news. Oh, you're calling Amy Dixon misinformation? I would agree. She is Mrs. Information herself. Dear readers, every year during this time, I step away from my column to work on other creative projects. I hope you enjoy these best of questions and answers from 10 years ago. Oh, so it's even more. It's okay, I, my issues with this column have already started. She said other creative projects, meaning an advice column in her mind is a creative project. Oh, don't be mean. <laughs> All right. Dear Amy, this week I was fired from a customer service job. I had been at the job for only three weeks. The incident leading to my firing happened when I was exhausted and caught off guard by a very young customer who was angry about an answer I gave her. I was not at my best, but tried to steer her to my manager. The girl refused to see the manager and tweeted about my company and me that night. The next day, I called my supervisor to alert her about the angry customer. I was shocked to hear our headquarters caught wind of that tweet, which stated that I was unkind to this customer. I am a compassionate person, and about three times her age, about 20. Which is not a divisible by three. <laughs> um, wait, wait. Any number is divisible. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? It's not perfectly divisible by three. Yes, it is. 20? Yeah, 60. That's multiplied by... But she's three times her age. Yeah. My age is it, 20. Oh. Oh. Okay, gotcha. I thought it was the other way around. I thought she was saying she's three times the customer's age who was 20. Okay, I misunderstood. Maybe you're right. I, I just don't see a 60-year-old... Well, maybe a 60-year-old woman would ask, Amy. I mean, this doesn't exactly sound right. like it was a literally a young child tweeting. <laughs> I feel like that would have been pertinent information. I'm a compassionate person about three times her age, about 20. That's bad writing. She should be fired. <laughs> her communication skills are not great. <laughs> or your comprehension skills. I understood it. Tell your readers to count to 10 when they are angry, even if they are right in a commercial situation. It is a test of character to know how to complain about people. From Fired. Wait, can you scroll back up? There was like one part at the beginning that was like pretty ableist. The girl refused to see the manager. Look, if she's blind, I don't know why you would. Nope, the app crashed. Never mind. <laughs> I was trying to do my pocket sitcom app that has the cricket noise in the. Um. Yeah. So besides that point, any other cool points you want to make? Yeah, we work service jobs, right? You ever been worried about a customer complaining about you? What I don't like about this is that she, like, waited for the next day, then was offended that she tweeted something and management heard about it. So convoluted. I think it's really cool to quit a service job but with, like, an angry fuck you to your manager in a storm out. About one angry customer? One angry potential 8-year-old, potential 20-year-old? Yeah, they didn't really give her the opportunity. What I was getting at was, like, my brother often did that in high school. That was, like, his move. He had, like, five different jobs while he was in high school because he would get angry at his managers and do, like, a... Our older siblings are very similar. Yeah. <laughs> he would do, like, a like an F you quit, like, fuck you, walk out sort of quit. I can see why your dad had so much trouble with him. <laughs> Honestly, Dorley was similar but different. I don't think she had a lot of angry exits. I think she had a lot of panicked exits. Gotcha. Yeah. But I do like the fact that your brother was just, F you, I don't need this job at Food Lion. 
Yeah, kind of exactly. I think he worked at like a what's that deep dish uh, pizza place? Uh, oh, Uno's. Yeah, he worked at Uno's. He did uh, that there. Like, Fuck you. This like, pizza isn't even deep enough for my <laughs> dick, baby. I was gonna go the other way. I was like, "Fuck you!" I, I like a New York thin slice anyway. <laughs> Walks out. <laughs> Uno's wasn't good. That's a chain, though. Yeah, even though it's called Uno's. <laughs> I think mine was better <laughs> than yours. Um, so I, I don't like that she didn't get that sort of like. Uh, moment that moment instead yeah. it's like this weird convoluted story about a tweet and management and also very unclear about what the issue was is anybody upset at her she's just upset or even with the, job at the bullshit you have to deal with in general working yeah. service jobs like, i kind of wish she we work, knew- like does she work the olive bar at whole foods or what does she do like i don't understand yeah i kind of wish we knew if people were upset at her like did management specifically say we're taking the side of the customer we think you behaved incorrectly and or- like she doesn't know what a service job is so like she's actually an or nurse and she was like the patient <laughs> <laughs> we say this often but more details would be great more deets would be a preach no, but I'm always going to take the side of the worker, I think, employer, in a, a situation, employee. <laughs> employee in a situation like this, right? Like, it's very hard to, I mean, you have to deal with so much bullshit. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? Is like, if you work somewhere for a year and you have one complaint, that means 99,000 times you did the correct thing. And then one time you messed up. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you. So I'm surprised you don't have any like stories like this. Cause like, oh, I have a lot of stories. Oh, really? Cause yeah, yeah there was one story where, um okay so the line that i had for trader joe's gift cards was they would people would always ask they'd be like oh i don't know the chip thing i don't know like the way the card reader works like what do i do with a gift card and i would always say you can swipe it the same way you'd swipe any other card and there was a woman who came she was very young and i told her that same thing it was like 8 p.m on a wednesday or something like that just like very much me and her um and she was like oh yeah can do i do i like how do i use this gift card and i was like oh you can swipe it the same way you'd swipe any card and apparently the tone came off wrong that time so she got angry and like was like, well, I don't really like the tone of your voice. And I was like, I, I don't really know how I, I'm trying to be helpful. That's like an answer that works for everyone else that I've told <laughs> about how the gift card works. Like there's nothing special you have to do about it. You can just swipe it. Um, and I was so worried about her complaining to my boss because I think Dorley and I had the same thing. This is when we worked there together where we have that same kind of anxiety where it's like someone gets mad at me at work. They complain to my boss. Then I get fired. Then I'm living under a bridge. And then I'm like, dude, what? I'm selling my body to like, I don't know, make ends meet under the bridge with my new family. Um, so like, I really spiraled like that. And so there was a, that was a time that was really hard for me. And I talked to my friend Roy about it too. And he like had to think about it. He was like, you can swipe it as you would any other card. And he was like, would I find that offensive? <laughs> Did you, was your dick out while you said it? Yeah, of course. Were you? <laughs> I told you it was just me and her. <laughs> You know, I wasn't so afraid. I guess I was a little bit more, and plus this was in high school, so I had the safety net of living with my parents, and I've yeah. never really had to have that job. So I was never really- All my life, I had to fight. fight. <laughs> Keep going. Stop. <laughs> What's next, Adrian? You know I don't know Kendrick's songs. <laughs> okay, that's actually- Otherwise, you would love to finish that. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, I was never too worried about somebody- complaining about me but i did have like weird i had a lot of beef with my managers i didn't like them i only had a few interactions with with customers that were negative and i think one of them i've already told on the podcast a woman was angry at me for the ice machine not being full 
And when I went to fill it up with ice, she gave me, like, attitude about it. Like, why is this ice machine never full? Like, uh, I don't know. For some reason, I was the one to blame that the ice machine was broken. As if I'm the person with the pocketbook to pay the, like, repairman for the Coke Freestyle machine at Moe's. Like, I have no control over if this ice machine works. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this that is not with it like if you wanted to ask me to see my manager so you could complain to him that makes sense but i don't understand what you think i like i'm physically gonna do about this coke freestyle machine Uh-oh. i mean i can freestyle for you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> while while i'm doing the ice to entertain you yeah and i was like it's an awfully hot freestyle coffee pot <laughs> she's like okay now i want you to quit your job because i want you to go to the rap career <laughs> Um, yeah, I had one like that too, specifically when it comes to managers. I was working at Tokyo Grill and I was pretty new there. And instead of working with Phil, I was working with one of the guys who was like kind of like been there for a long time. Like he was an assistant manager or something, as much as that means at a Tokyo Grill. Um, and there was a woman complaining about how long of a wait her food was taking or something for an order that she called in. I don't know. She was on the phone. She was complaining about something. And then I see Jake or whatever his name was. I think it's John, actually. John over my shoulder. And as she's complaining to me, and I realize I don't know what I'm allowed to offer her to compensate her for her issues, which is what I wanted to do. I was like, do you want to handle this? And she overheard me on the phone say that. And she was incensed that she was like, do you want to handle Like, What am I too much to handle for you? Is this something you can't handle? And I was like, lady, this is like, this is my first, like, like my second day or something. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to get you justice. I just can't do it because I don't know what power we have to do things. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, I had managers who would randomly, yeah, I, I mean, I've told these stories on pod, I had managers who would, like, ask us to do free work or to clock out during breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we had to do that, yeah. Except this was, like, forced breaks. Like, if the store was slow, they'd uh, be like, clock out while you're not working. It's like, oh, bitch, I'm not that. going home for 15 minutes right now. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not, not going to book a million to find the new Game of Thrones book or whatever. Yeah, I'm not clocking out until somebody walks in. I'm going to clock you out. That's what yeah. I'm going to do. Um... Yeah, it's so scary how much uh, people can control your career in service jobs by just complaining about you. Well, the interesting part was also that, like, especially with that stuff with managers, it's like it really only worked to. It, it's like a very sad situation. It's like they were able to bulldoze people who were pushovers. Like, I would just say no, and they would basically go, like, yeah, we really can't push them. Like, it's what we're asking is illegal. I think they knew that, and they would just be, I'd be like, no, I'm not going to clock out. That's not fair. And they would just kind of not ask me to do it again. And then, like, the, like, girl who worked the cash register, they would ask her to clock out, and she would. And then they would just keep asking her to clock out. Okay. And I'd be like, I mean, I, like, I don't know. Like, she should observe that other people aren't willing to do it, but she was just nice and yeah. willing to be pushed over like that, and they took advantage of it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Moose in Lexington, South Carolina. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Tokyo Grill, Lexington? I don't know if I have hard feelings about you guys. You guys are fine. Yeah, everybody go in there. Say hi to Alberto. Alberto. He works at the West Columbia one now. I saw him last time I was here. And then Trader Joe's in Forest Drive. Ah, they, You know what? They had a lot of shady business practices, and people like to think it's a cool place to work because they have that happy-go-lucky vibe. But if you weren't one of the people that people liked, which thank God I was, you can get really fucked over at that store, man. It was just the same as every other shitty job. I feel like we've gotten really off topic. Okay. Oh, yeah. Management. Complain to your manager. Um, oh, I will say really quick, just to balance out the conversation. I did once, I think it was probably a Sunday, where I was like bagging like you know huge orders back to back to back. Uh, the next week, I received a thank you card from the family that I don't even remember what I did that was special that was uh, so nice, but they gave me a card and I had it for me waiting for me in the office. And that was nice. So if you can also be a good customer. 
Well, the kids did sign it to our favorite comedian, Gabriel Iglesias. Iglesias? <laughs> Iglesias? Iglesias? <laughs> the Gabriel Iglesias. <laughs> we love you, Fluffy. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. So I think that was what was special to them. That's probably what it was. Um, yeah, so back to this question about getting fired. So this person's already been fired. They have nothing to... No, they quit. No, they got fired. Oh, they got fired? Yeah, corporate heard about the tw- uh, tweet and they fired her. Oh, that's shitty. Yeah, right? How can they even verify that tweet? Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Should they try and find out what where they work and tweet at their job? Should they find out? A little eye for an eye. Ooh, yeah, yeah, Where yeah. this 8-year-old and or 20-year-old works. <laughs> Again, I'm not totally sure. <laughs> I'm still not totally sure. Also, it would be closer to 7 or 6-year-old. But not, but eight, 8 is fine. That's yeah. not far 8 off. is still within the margin of error, Paul. <laughs> Explain to me what margin of error means in this case to you. It means that about 20 means that 8, 7, or 6 could all be around the right. Okay. <laughs> that's, one num- that's one integer before, <laughs> before, one integer after what's the closest thing. All right, that's about it, though. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. Also, you're... Do you think one? Do you think it should be a one strike rule for getting fired if it's on Twitter? Or... Yeah, that that is weird. It's one of those things where have you ever seen that? I guess maybe you're not on Twitter, so you haven't seen this. There's a trend on Twitter where people will do that sort of complaint. They'll like mm-hmm. say something about an Uber driver or about a customer service person, whatever company it is, having a bad uh, experience there with an employee, mm-hmm. and then the company will always try to do this like thing where they get like they'll always put a like we're so sorry to hear that reply can you give us more information about the detail and either somebody will reply to that with like go fuck yourself or something like that or they'll be like yeah i'll send you a dm and then they'll like post a screenshot of the dm where they're like you know the i yeah the employee's name was like suck my balls or whatever okay that goes pretty hard <laughs> second my bells <laughs> uh all right you want to read this answer uh, we didn't give any advice to this person. I, I oh, think the advice yeah, is you did nothing wrong. You got screwed over by an unfair system. Go find a better job. There is injustice in this world, and ain't that the way it goes? Yeah. Nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with revenge. Revenge is the way to go. Figure out where she works or where they work, and then uh, get them fired. Tweet at them. Yeah, because they did tweet at you, which means you can find their Twitter, mm-hmm. which means you can then backtrace where they work or something about their lives. And ruin them. They refuse to see the manager. I mean, what are you going to do? Like, if you're not, if you're trying to help and they're going to just be angry, then what are you going to do? The thing I just said about, like, people on Twitter refusing to talk to a company, presumably companies do that, like, oh, give us more information about this, please. Because at some times it does work and the person will narc on that employee and they will fire them. So it seems like a real thing that does happen. And if you complain on Twitter and give details, you are a piece of shit. You are the lowest form of scum in this world. Use a rat. Use a rat. And big facts, no cap, we don't fuck with rats. Snitches and rats. Mm-hmm. Listen to that 21 Savage song if you want to know the difference. All right. Fired. Twitter and Facebook and other social networking sites have made it very easy for consumers to broadcast their praise about products and services. These same tools are being used by consumers to complain about services and named specific employees. I admit to have done this myself. (laughs) This is the type of great advice you get when you come to the New York Times that it's cool. The Washington Post. The Washington Post to do shit like this. Jesus Recently, after a very frustrating encounter with an airline employee during a delayed flight, I took to Twitter with a nonspecific snarky complaint. Neatly delivered in 140 characters. Good for you, Amy. Within minutes, I heard back from the corporate office of the airline asking for the name of the employee I was complaining about. 
I declined to provide it, and the lesson to me is I'll never do that again. Sometimes a complaint is a vent and not a grounds for punishment or dismissal. I agree with your admonition to count to 10 before pressing send. I also urge companies not to overreact to unverified tweets or postings, especially when these complaints could be used to improve service through training. February 2011. That was early Twitter days. Or semi-early Twitter days. Okay, I'm glad that they didn't provide the name. I think it is okay to be like, you're stupid American Airlines or whatever. You can tweet out a complaint at a company. Anything more about that? No. Yeah. All right. Much like we didn't really have... a super great answer. Neither did, uh, who was it? Neither did, uh, Amy Dickinson. We did, neither, neither of us had good There's really nothing to do about this situation. What to do about being jobless now. Yeah. <laughs> and having to feed yourself and yeah. pay rent. Somebody wrote into an advice column, which should have just been, like, I need to find a new job. Like, what happened previously has no effect on, like... It does a little bit, right? Because, like, if she's fired, that means she can file for unemployment, right? Oh, that's right. Well, that's good actionable advice. All right. So we got a third seggy here. I was hoping we'd have like a Google Doc or something where we could actually rank things. Or do you want to just kind of generally keep track of what's above what? We can open one up. All right. Let's open one up. So I hate to kind of give away the game here, but this is kind of based on another old podcast that I used to listen to where the premise, it was two comedians who would... um bring in a couple of the world's biggest problems every episode and then they would rank them and have like an overall master list of what's actually the biggest problem based on votes from their audience we're going to make it less democratic paul and i have brought in um from a survey that we put out to our national and international audience um people's biggest gripes and grinding gears and pet peeves uh we're going to list them we're going to talk about each of them and they're going to rank them and have an overall power ranking at the end of it so i think i have eight people who responded to the survey who each gave uh two responses um, and then Paul, how many do you have? I'm not sure. I, I think around that number. Okay, cool. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? I'll start. All um, right. Because I think I might have more. Okay. So we I have- to help uh, people manage their anger. Trevor V from Charlotte, North Carolina. My biggest pet peeves. Number one, getting asked my pet peeves. So that seems like someone who just didn't want to answer the survey in good faith. Number two, getting used for easy survey results for a friend's podcast. Okay. All right, Paul, how do you feel about those two? Uh, do you have one that you want to rank over the other? Or is that uh They both seem very similar, if I have to be honest I with you. I would say they both lack imagination. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is that your pet peeve is Trevor V from Charlotte, North Carolina. No, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far to say that. I don't think um, fighting hate with hate is what makes us strong. But Trevor B sounds like a fucking idiot. <laughs> um, I don't know if, yeah, this is uh, something you have strong opinions of, but it does not seem like a good start to this uh, list. Well, to be honest with you, the first actual one I got on this group chat does does Paul count as a pet peeve. So, <laughs> oh, okay, Paul, okay. Do you, have a, uh, and do you have a preference on where that gets ranked in here? Very low. I'm not going to lie to you, Adrian. I, I could bump it up over being used <laughs> for a survey. I don't know. <laughs> That's not something I really see. Can we get into real pet peeves other than my friends just being assholes? All right, all right, here we go. So I have a response from um, Justin E. in uh, Columbia, South Carolina. People who say guys shouldn't wear flip-flops. That's a very low because I'm one of those guys who say that guys shouldn't wear flip-flops. This seems targeted at me. He seems like he knew. I I think we've talked about this before, um, but I also feel that way but i also feel it in a non-gendered way i don't think anyone should wear flip-flops i think they're just generally unflattering you're right that is that is more my opinion yeah 
All right. Are we putting that at the top for now? Maybe we'll rank it at the end. But I think in my my notion is I would rank that probably highest so far because it's an actual thing. Wait, no, highest so far? No, it'd be the lowest so far because I agree with are, it. Are, are we the? Uh, can you decide now? Are we doing? What? How are we ranking these? Is is it the, the best biggest or? problem is going to be at the top? The lowest problem is going to be at the bottom. Okay, got you. So I do not care about people saying that people shouldn't wear flip flops. I agree with them. So it should be at the bottom. Oh yeah, this is like a triple negative. I can't think about it. Let's just go <laughs> move forward. Okay, and here we go. Oh, so uh, Justin E. From Columbia did not follow the prompt, so they gave three answers. Elevator doors that don't close when you hit the button. Yeah, that's not a big pet peeve for me either. I'm not too bothered by that. I'd put it above the people who say you shouldn't wear flip-flops. I feel like the only reason this would be an issue is for awkwardness or in a horror movie where someone's chasing you in an elevator. Otherwise, it's not a big deal for me when elevators... I don't want to make assumptions about Justin E. in uh, Columbia, South Carolina, but I assume they must be a white man if they're really big on wearing flip-flops and being mad at elevators in their daily life. All right, well, let me bring on a brown man. Oh, sorry. So Justin brought in three. Oh. People who say prove me wrong. At that point, you clearly don't want to be proven wrong, and this is a useless discussion. <laughs> man, different things annoy Justin E. than they, that annoy me. Yeah, I've never, ha- I've never been in that heated of an, ish- of an argument with someone before. I don't think that matters to me. So yeah, I don't know. None of these are issues. I also me. very often, I feel like all of these were targeted at me. Targeted at me. I often tell people prove me wrong. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So so far, yeah, I'm pretty middling on all of these. I don't really know how yeah. to rank these. None of these really uh, speak to you. None of these grind my gears. Yeah. If you will. None of these make me a rage. All right. To uh, compliment, to contrast that white man we just had on, bringing on a brown man. Uh, we have Sifron B out of Durham, North Carolina. All right. Very localized survey that we did internationally. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this was a random national survey. Mm-hmm. Just happened to us. Uh, Gallup help us conduct it. <laughs> uh, people hanging things on doorknobs. Oh, like, do not do not distor- disturb things? or Maybe, like, shirts and stuff? Maybe, I don't know. Ties? Like, maybe if you were like, hey, buddy, you want to... I, I really... Hey, buddy, I'm going to be masturbating. I'm going to put a sock on the door. Yeah. Uh, Wait. That... Is that a superstitious thing? I'm not sure. Is that a thing where, like... Uh... I've never been bothered by this, so I'm not really 100% sure what he's getting at. Yeah. Is that like... like it could be very targeted at one person in his life who does this. Yeah. Is that a thing where, like, have you ever done the thing where to get a loose tooth out, you tie a string to a doorknob and then... You know, pull it or whatever. I don't think that's what he's talking about. You think but that I was have a traumatic event. <laughs> <laughs> Drivers who go slow in the left lane, usually Ooh. in a Prius. Ooh. So we get a real targeted one there at some SJ dubs. Yeah, I don't like that. I feel like they don't really know our vibe. Like I am a guy who's gonna whose dream is to drive slow in the left lane in a Prius. <laughs> I do hate left lane slow drivers, so that's actually gonna be my highest one yet. That one really? actually resonates with me. I, not the in a Prius part, you know me. I'm a I'm a real lib yeah, slow boy. Real but, lib, yeah. but if we if we kind of X that out in our minds, I think that's probably the most resonant one so yeah, far. Yeah, I think you're gonna see some more driver related ones in this survey too. That really seems to get on people. Um, all right, so this is from Phil C. Philip C. in Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, people who correct my pronunciation of something. No, I kind of like that. I, I I feel like people need to uh, let me know when I'm wrong. I've, it happens too frequently. Okay. Um. Let's see. I also don't mind it. I don't care. Um. Usually if it does happen to me, I get to just do that thing where I get to say like, oh, I've only read it before, so I, I don't know how to pronounce it out loud. So it gets it gives me a moment to look smart. It gives the other person a moment to look smart. And I get to, from then on, 
uh, pronounce it correctly. I think it's a beautiful thing. I don't know why Phil C is so uh, sensitive about this topic. Um, and then the other thing they sent in was being rude to service industry people. Ooh, that does. Yeah, that's up there. It's below driving because I'm not in the service industry. So in a very selfish way, <laughs> but I mean, I do drive. I don't serve. That's why that's a bigger <laughs> deal for me. I think I would put that higher than than left lane drivers. You know, one of the worst, one of the worst moments in my life was when I was at my last company and I was at a restaurant with like my boss's boss's boss. And he was kind of like paying for everything, you know, as he should in that situation. Uh But then he was getting annoyed at the service and was like doing this thing like, should I not leave a tip? And I was like, oh, my God. And then he was like telling her that he was like she was doing a bad job. And I was like, I kill me. Literally, just let me commit suicide right now. Then have to be at the table with this person. How big was your party? Like four people. Wait, really? Yeah. Damn. (laughs) It was horrible, man. It's kind of like one of those red flags on a date, too. And I think it's kind of uh, tried advice, but I do think it is good advice. Like, that, that never shows good on a person. No. It's not It's not a good look, as the kids say. Not, not a, a good, good look. look, honey. All right, what did you get? What else did you get from the survey? Okay, we got Daniel H. out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Daniel H. says, The team's message, text message, email, phone call combo simultaneously from the same person. Yeah. I have no goddamn idea what that is. Oh, uh, I think somebody just getting in contact with you too many ways, like somebody who texts you like, I'm on my way, and then you get a call from them or something. Okay, yeah, that doesn't Uh, resonate with me. I assume that's what they're implying? Yeah, maybe just too many lines of communication open. Okay, yeah, I guess someone who hates open communication. Doesn't resonate with me either. Sorry, Daniel Leach. And number two, cutting in line, which I'm not in elementary school, so this doesn't resonate much with me anymore. It's not a big concern in my day-to-day. The language is interesting. I mean, splitting the cube. (laughs) <laughs> um cutting the line what, where is daniel spending line time the dmv i don't know he goes there to do research <laughs> the big carowin's head i don't <laughs> um yeah i don't know in what situation are adults not just handling that amongst themselves the only way it happens in adult life is someone one person saves a spot in line for like 10 people yeah and i think most people agree that's shitty but it's kind of hard to argue so i don't know other than that this isn't really an issue in my life yeah, like I said, it was very resonant for me in elementary school when, like, remember when that was a very big deal? But I, I haven't really... I think really... there were rhymes about line cutters and how they were motherfuckers or whatever rhymes <laughs> with line cutter. <laughs> yeah, I'd put both of these pretty low. Yeah, not... Oh, right, I don't... I'm not... A, yeah, not a big deal for me. I like the line cutting thing, though, because that has to be something that someone says is a matter of principle when other people try and tell them to let it go. <laughs> it's a matter of principle. All right, so I have this one from a survey respondent in Davis, California. TikTok and Instagram, I'm a boomer. Very low for me. I, I couldn't imagine being annoyed at TikTok's existence. Um, they said something in the follow-up comments about how there's too many children and half-naked people on it. Not exactly the same thing, but separately. Um, I don't care about TikTok. There's some good comedy that comes out of it. And Instagram... Um, I don't know. I've talked to psychology researchers. Apparently it's ruining every child's mind, but it's not ruining my mind, so I don't care. Yeah, I'm not on it. Yeah, I don't give a shit. God, you guys. Some better, some... You gotta make me and Paul angry, and you guys aren't making me and Paul angry at all so far. Besides left lane Prius drivers, which makes Paul really angry. (laughs) Oh, that was all from that person? Yeah, TikTok and Instagram. Uh, From Maria A. in Charlotte, North Carolina, we have, When someone sends me a work message after 5 p.m., when it can definitely wait until later. Not a big deal for me. I just don't check my messages after 5 p.m. This is really a, a problem for people who, like, 
are worried that they are going to get something. Yeah, this is for someone who works a more nine a more nine to five job than I do. I, I I respond to messages kind of at all times if it's reasonable. Oh, you see, I just don't even look at it. Like, there's nothing that's important enough to get me back onto the computer after five p.m. Paul, help me! I'm stuck in a well. <laughs> my my boss does message me that <laughs> yeah, exactly. frequently. I do sympathize with the fact that if I did have a job where I needed to be on after, I would be kind of annoyed. At yeah, that. yeah, yeah, sure. And when people don't pick up after their dogs, I don't live in an apartment or like in, a, in that type of neighborhood. I don't know. It just doesn't happen that much around here. So I know why it's annoying. It's been annoying for me in the past when I lived in a neighborhood, but, yeah. uh, but honey, I don't deal with it right now. Honey, get the DNA test on the dog poopy. Uh, you have Rat to, on that dog. <laughs> you have to live in a place that does that for that to work. Narc on that dog. <laughs> you can't just get a DNA test on a piece of food. Get that dog 23 <laughs> woofed in me. <laughs> um, no, I get why that's annoying. Um, but not an issue in my daily life at all. Really at all. Uh, this is from Dorley P. in Portland. Um, when people correct the way I say things, so kind of similar to, uh, Phil's thing before, but correct pronunciation, which I think this is also, it's, I think it's a little bit different. I can't say that I know this person personally, um, but I know part of it is also that they just don't speak correctly all the time. And then also they have a big thing where, um, so like, you know how like sometimes people will get in the habit of calling their partner babe yeah, and they'll do the thing where they call someone else babe accidentally. Mm -hmm. She would. Yeah. I know about that mommy. Oh, uh, uh. She would do that and then deny that she did it and just be like, I think I know what I said. I'm the one saying it. <laughs> and it was like, no, everyone else heard it. And so I assume that's apparently a sore spot for this person. Um, and then the other thing is when people point out my Southern accent after they already know that I'm in fact Southern. All right. Next up, we have Deep Sea G from Wait, Charlotte. Wait, what did say about that? What? Oh, nobody does that to me. I don't have a Southern accent. You got a twang. I got a twang. You got a little bit of a twang. Talking about, boy. <laughs> Show enough what you talking about. <laughs> Show enough what you talking about right there, boy. Uh, Just, you know I got rid of that sick accent a long time ago. You know they don't call I me think both I got for nothing. This big city slicker job. Come on. Uh, I think I have the same thing. I've had my students tell me before explicitly that if I didn't tell them that they would think I was just from California, like in the area. All right, next up, we got Deep CG from Charlotte. Are we worried at all about this just becoming invalidation hour? <laughs> just us invalidating all of our uh, survey res respondents' uh, issues? Deep CG from Charlotte, North Carolina. Keeping clutter on a desk or a counter when things can be put away. So, untidiness. Yeah, that's annoying. I think untidiness can be uh, frustrating. But this is specifically about desks. True. I I do have things that I keep on my desk on purpose, like this sweet table that you haven't even commented on. I've seen it before. Uh, you have a rubber ducky on there, too. Desk clutter bothers me just because... Do you consider my desk cluttered? Because there are things I keep on it on purpose. No, yours is fine. It sounds like unless you have multiple desks, the only reason you could be mad about desk clutter generally is if you're judging other people for their desks on like a really regular basis. Ooh. Uh, and that sounds like something that I don't do. Ooh, deep CG, a little bit of a, um, a little bit judgy, according to Adrian. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't get too angry about how someone else chooses to organize their desk. That's on them. You can be as wacky with your desk as you want. And number two, unplanned impromptu teams unplanned impromptu teams call that trigger my fight or flight response what is this a cards against humanity card 
what is Teams? Is that is that just Slack? Yeah, I've never had that. Nobody does impromptu Teams calls. Uh with me usually people do that message first yeah i mean i could see that if i just got a zoom out of nowhere from like an, an advisor or something like that or a professor or something i could see that being nerve-wracking but uh that doesn't happen to me i don't know but yeah i, I sympathize i think it's similar to the one about the dog poop like it doesn't happen to me frequently right now but i get that if it was happening a lot i would be frustrated yeah i could see that um, it would be a pet peeve yeah, and one you probably couldn't, like, if it was, like, a group-wide thing, you couldn't, like, say anything about. So I guess that does kind of suck. I'm willing to push that one up in the rankings at some point once we get to the end of this, because so far, this is all just stinkers to me. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay. Oh, so this is from Charlie N. in Sacramento. Um, lack of spatial awareness, especially in stores. So, like, in the grocery store, someone taking up too much of an aisle with their uh, cart. You know what? I th- This is one where I'm going to have to uh, self-report a little. I think sometimes I can be a little bit of a ditz in public spaces and crowds. Of a dips? Ditz. Ah. I can both be annoyed at other people for being unaware of their surroundings, and I think sometimes I like look around and I realize I'm like in the way of somebody in an aisle or something, and I've been staring at sauces for like three minutes. <laughs> Ooh, Paul, if we ran to the grocery store, I would hate you. I agree with Charlie on this one. It's one of my pet peeves, too. Uh, especially because I shop so much at Trader Joe's, which is a very narrow place to try and shop. And uh, But that's why I hate places like that, because I know I need my I need mm, me space. You need your Walmart, just like yeah. everyone gets their entire bubble to themselves. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I, it, it doesn't happen to me very regularly. I've done it before. I've been guilty of it before. I think when I was on the phone with Dorley, I was talking to like her while I was like picking out nuts and like my cart was kind of in the way of some guy who like kind of like kind of nudged me along or whatever. And I was like, you could have gone around me like there was another like there's another space to go around. Um, but yeah, no, for me, it is a bit of a pet peeve. Um, so I get that. Um, the other one that uh, Charlie said, I'll do a second one that sounds more like a common complaint of the liberal elite. But it's rural men buying super expensive trucks and modifying them to get worse gas mileage than they started with, then complaining about gas prices. Rural men. <laughs> rural men. These rural men. <laughs> I don't like that fetishistic language. <laughs> These rural jurors. It's not a pet peeve. For it to be a pet peeve, it's just a different thing that, to me, that's more of like a. It, uh, a stupid thing or just something yeah. I don't like? I mean, I, I don't know, Charlie. They just, you know, anonymously filled out this survey, but they did leave a comment saying that they work with a lot of people in rural areas. And so uh, even though he's a liberal coastal elite, he spends a lot of time in rural areas. And so I could see why it happens enough that it becomes a pet peeve. Um. So this one we have, Greg, uh, people interrupting or talking over another person. So wait, this Does is, it annoy you? This isn't even for them. What this, about Ezra? This isn't even for them specifically. This is just when that happens in general. Yeah. Well, you're never like empathetic. Yeah. Yeah. And people chewing loudly with their mouth open. That's a classic. I was going to say the first one's a classic too. This is a very classic list. Um, and I think they're trying to put in some like, what do you call them? Easy sitters? What do you call them? Like, Ooh, you think ones? you think they wanted to get like the teacher to say like, uh, that's a that's a good answer. Thank you, Greg. Yeah, I think so. So that's my assessment of Greg's issues. Either that or they're just the most normal person in the world. Well, thank you, Greg, from Charlotte, North Carolina. For being the most normal person We appreciate person in the world. your submission, even though Adrian, for some reason, is being unnecessarily rude. Um, And then, well, also when it comes to misophonia, like that's like an actual condition, right? So like, I don't know, like, 
I, I don't really hate hearing people chew and stuff, but... Uh... I remember one time somebody told me, could you chew quieter? And I went, I'm chewing with my mouth closed. And he went, yeah, but it's still too loud. I was like, I don't... What? <laughs> Your issue is with my existence that I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> that, you couldn't have just switched to a softer food and then just gone <laughs> to like a silken tofu? Yeah. <laughs> Which brings us to Joel, who submitted Joel from Charlotte, North Carolina. Joel Ortiz, okay. Not another one of my friends whose name is actually Joel, but like in a Hispanic way. This is Joe. Oh, okay. L, who submitted four pet peeves. Oi, oi, oi! Come on. Which does make sense. I think Joe is probably a very easily annoyed person. I know I've annoyed him. Uh, speakerphone conversations in public. Oh, that's okay. Uh, guilty. <laughs> I know that's true because half the time when I say something offensive to you when we're on a phone call, I go, Paul, you're on speaker. <laughs> <laughs> I mostly do that as a joke, but no, like, I don't know. Like, uh, remember that time you were in Columbia or in Lexington and you were like, oh, yeah, the waitress came out here. You said something about a waitress, and I was like, Hachi Chachi, you're trying to get her number, and you're like, you're on speaker. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Um, no, like the speakerphone things, like, so I have a friend unrelated to the person who answered the uh, survey earlier, but a friend named Justin, who it was only recently that he was on the phone with me and he was like, oh, I'm here with like our friends too. Do you want like anyone to talk on the phone? And I was like, yeah, I want to say hi to Drake. It's his birthday. And Drake got on his phone and started talking. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize until this moment that me not being able to hear you on the phone is like a you issue, not your phone issue. Like you just don't fucking speak properly. <laughs> And so now every time I talk to him on the phone, I'm always like, can you talk to me as if Drake was talking on your phone right now? And usually he'll correct his behavior. But yeah, apparently he just liked to mumble into the mic all the time. And that's why I could never hear him. Um, So that's why I would often have that person on speakerphone. But otherwise, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes it's hard to hear people. Well, I think they're annoyed that other people having speakerphone conversations in public. Oh, no, I'm defending it. Uh, Okay. Um, I think sometimes it annoys me, sometimes it doesn't. I guess it depends on the context. Um, because like it's not even speakerphone anymore. Right? It's like people in AirPods are just like having just outright conversations and stuff or whatever. People who walk slowly in airports. Yeah, I'm not. That one's not too bad for me. I feel like airports are they've got wide uh, hallways. You can go around them. Yeah, pretty easy. Not mad at that one at all. Maybe uh, just leave a little bit earlier, Joe. All right. So we got uh, Drake V from Columbia, South Carolina. Carolina. Hyper-aggressive driving. No, doesn't annoy me. I'm more annoyed by lazy drivers or, like, uh, unobservant drivers. Really? You think aggressive drivers are, like, really in the zone, and so they're at least being, like, safe yeah, in that sense? Yeah, at least I'm not, like, at least I'm not waiting for them to, like, get, like, to get moving, or I'm not... Uh, if somebody's really aggressive, I just, like, I honestly just merge right and let them get ahead of me. Like, it's like if somebody needs to be somewhere, it's fine. They can go. They can get going. I'm not annoyed. What I'm annoyed at is when I need to get somewhere and a person is stalling. I I will happily move out of the way if somebody's like, I'm going to drive faster than you. Please let me get ahead of you. I'll be like, get yeah, ahead of me. I've done that before for sure. It still annoys me, though. I don't know if it like, yeah, I don't know if I'm as, as I think if when it comes to lazy left lane drivers and aggro drivers, aggro drivers just make me nervous. I don't, I don't like there. I've seen... Paul, I know South Carolina is considered like the worst state for driving. You should see what some of these Sacramento drivers do, man. Just weaving in and out of traffic. You know what does make me nervous? Motorcycle people. I feel... You can split lanes in South Carolina or in California, too. It makes me immediately tense up. I'm like, I could... 
if I make a wrong move, this person's dying. <laughs> I'm like, please do not whiz past me. Like, what if I merged left at the wrong moment and I have to live the rest of my life knowing I'd murdered a man? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really care about your family or you or any of that stuff, but like, I can't live with the fact that I murdered you. <laughs> Please don't make me murder you. Yeah, it's, when I see like a really reckless motorcycle driver, I kind of get angry at them. I'm like, how could you be so irresponsible? You're already on a death machine. You're already on a death trap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, get, I feel that for sure. Um, now that's the list. Oh, and then uh, Drake's other was... So he ended up switching one for being mean to service industry people, but we already had that. So the other one is when someone responds to one portion of your email and ignores the other questions in your email. Oh, uh, yeah, I get it. That is annoying. I've only ever really had that happen once in any kind of meaningful way. Does that happen to you a lot in your job? You know, not in my current capacity, because I'm not writing a lot of like big complex emails. I'm more pinging people and just talking to them. Yeah. But I have had it happen in the past with people who are like, mm-hmm. you know, pretend to be like you're usually sending them. notes to people and you're like, hey, can we like make sure this workflow is correct? Also check yes, no, maybe do you like me? And then they just kind of ignore that second part. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. I'm like, are you going to Caitlin's party later? Just don't say anything. I think this is making me realize that the people we sent this survey to just live in different worlds than we do. Next up. Oh, also, quick, quick bonus pet peeve. Paul, 755 unread emails? What are you doing? Jonah L. uh, From... Jonah? Jonah. (laughs) I have Jonah L. I have Jonah L. From Chapel Hill... North Carolina, number one, Paul sucks. I don't think that one's an honest pet peeve. I don't don't even really know how to read that one. Number two, would people hold the door open for me just a little too early? So I have to do that awkward walk run. Okay. That seems very like you're posting on a social media thing to get likes type thing. Ooh, uh, yeah, I'm not too bothered by that. It doesn't happen. I feel more weird about it when I accidentally do it, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same situation, but for cars waiting for me at a crosswalk when they clearly could have gone instead. Okay, yeah, yeah that's 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 certainly a pet peeve. That's very you specific. Like a, a four-way stop? I think when you get two pet peeves to pick from, that one is very specific, but yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's what he means. Like, when he's at a crosswalk to walk, and oh, it's shame. like, they stop when it's like, you could have gone, and I could have just walked. Like, yeah, this, okay. this didn't have to be a situation where now I'm forced to walk, but the... Yeah. traffic from the other side is so he really just doesn't want to have to speed up his walk at any point during his day is what i'm getting <laughs> that's kind of true yeah jonah yeah. is he's not having any of it he he's wants like, to walk a very exact I, pace i really got one pace i want to be walking at and i don't want nobody stopping me okay. i kind of respect that i think it's admirable that he has one very specific tempo yeah no one wants to have to do a little hurried jog or whatever i get that mm-hmm. you know these are maybe two of the more universal ones Still ones that I don't really feel that strongly about. The second one, I get more than the first one. I definitely think crosswalks sometimes I get a little bit, like, anxious of, like, come on, man. Like, don't make this awkward for both of us. Like, just go ahead and I'll walk when the road is free. I get that with four ways in a car, too. Like, uh, when it comes to four ways in a car, especially in Davis, where, like, no one in downtown really knows how a four-way works. It's kind of just based on are there bikes, are there pedestrians? Otherwise, everyone just goes two at a time across um and yeah so many times we're like people have the right of way or you have the right of way and people will wave you along to go and it's like yes i know i can go i have the right of way <laughs> like i'm i am the rightful successor to this movement <laughs> um <laughs> um okay so i've got two from marshall n from davis california hey, what's that for? <laughs> Stop. 
All right. Um, Drug-free school zone signs. Like, let me just walk down the block and I'll be good. Is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is he talking about? <laughs> it annoys him that they... If somebody followed the sign that there might be drugs somewhere else, I'm so confused. I think it's the fact that it's like, this is a drug-free campus on this university, and it's like, all right, cool, you don't need a sign here, I'll just walk down a block and do my drugs there. So he's annoyed by the fact that he thinks he has to follow those signs. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then the other one- That one's pretty low on my on my. I list. think the other one's going to be pretty high on your list. The price of beef jerky. You know what? That's true. Yeah, that is. It's insane. It's out of control. I mean, I get it from a culinary standpoint. Like, it's like when Kenji Lopez all makes a demi gloss from like a whole chicken carcass, and it's like the reason it costs so much is we turned an entire chicken into this much sauce or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I get it, but like, still, come on, can't we mass produce this in some kind of way? <laughs> um, that's why I like that Tin took it onto himself to start making beef jerky at home, and it's actually pretty okay. Next up, we have Becca R. from Chicago, Illinois. Chirac. Uh, people asking me a question, then not listening to the answer. Oh, okay. This one sounds like it might be informed by their uh, experience as a femme-presenting person in this world. Ooh, okay, okay. Yeah, because when people ask me a question, they sit down and listen. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is that what you think when they say this ought to be good? <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, I get that, and as an ally, I think that goes straight to the top of the list. Oh, we'll talk about it at the end, baby, but you know, that is annoying, that is annoying. You have to make, when you're in a situation where you have to make small talk, and the other person makes absolutely no effort to ask you anything about yourself. Ooh, that sounds like a bad first date to also just hang (laughs) out with a... (laughs) My reaction to that text, or wait, sorry, these were randomly sent in, so my, uh... (laughs) My return mail to that uh to that return address was lol been on a lot of dates recently. <laughs> <laughs> um Alright, I only have two more. Um these are from Pierce K in Davis, California. Um going to a restaurant, showing up before another group, but being served after them. Oh th- yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a man after my dad's heart. <laughs> My I da- get it. My dad has stormed out of restaurants for that exact same thing. Even worse, you show up in a... Sm- this one gets me even more. Sometimes I get that, especially if table size is an issue, like you're in a different size group than they're in. Sure. But what really gets me, you show up, you and one other person, you get there first, you get sat first, you order first. A big group next to you comes in later, they order, and if I see them get their food first... I like the rest like I just feel like this is weird amount of like how could the world be this unjust? <laughs> um, I get that. I don't know how often that extreme of an example happens to me. Um for most of the times I've experienced this, it's been people of the same size. And it's mostly been just one waiter one waiter that's more proactive than another. That's exactly what it is, I think. I think some yeah. waiters take like an order, like take their time putting it in, don't come by for a while, and then it's like a big table comes in and their waiter's on top of it and you're like, Oh my fucking god. I just want my kimchi fries. I just want my kimchi fries. So yeah, I understand that one as being a pet peeve. I don't know if it happens frequently enough to any of us to be a real pet peeve, but I guess some of these things are kind of frequency independent. 
Um, okay, and then the other one, which I wrote down a little bit drunk last night, so I don't totally... Who was this do. person? Because that's a great pet peeve. That was Pierce K, your favorite person. Mm, never mind, I hate these pet peeves. <laughs> My pet peeve, Pierce K. People who aren't straightforward with the time that they want to leave for something, but Fake also... Fake friends? <laughs> people who aren't straightforward with the time they want to leave for something, but also aren't ready when you're ready to leave, or something to that effect. Yeah, I don't really know. I think I wrote that one down poorly, so I don't know if I can have a real strong opinion of it. But also, I, that gets into our, our article from your article of like just punctuality as a general kind of. I know Phil and I uh, relate over the fact that we're kind of um big like just just show up like around the time. Like I will say, one of the things me and Izzy disagree about. She'll often go, "When do you want to do something?" And she's not punctual for things, but she plans more specifically than me. So if I agree on a time, I'll be there then. But she'll specifically be like, the day before, will be like, what time are we doing this tomorrow? I'll be like, let's play by ear. We'll just text each other when we're ready. But she'll want to put a time on the calendar so that she cannot get there at that time. Wow, now that's calling somebody out right <laughs> she'll be, She'll want to figure out that we're supposed to be there at 7 o'clock tomorrow just so that she could get there later than that. What are we talking, 7.30, 7.45? Nah, yeah, she's not that bad. Okay. Um, but yeah. Damn, anger management. Look at you. Emotional. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Paul. You got any ones that will finish us out? Oh, no. We got some more from me, so. Oh, okay. We got to keep listening to my friends. Uh, someone responding with... Oh, we got Shane from Charlotte, North Carolina. Someone responding with more than two texts at a time. This one I don't get, and also it feels targeted. I do it all the time. Yeah, I do that all the time. I'm a multi-texter. Uh, number two, when people who don't like sports call it sports ball or any of that Reddit type speak. Yeah, I see why that's annoying. Next up, we have Adam Y from Atlanta, oh, Georgia. I think, okay, we haven't had any ATL energy yet, but I can tell this one's going to be a spicy meatball. When people try to be popularizers of their expertise or field. <laughs> I don't know this one personally, but it feels so targeted that I love it. <laughs> And I think I know exactly who he's talking about, and he's complained about him before. <laughs> okay, okay. Can we talk about this off pod? Because I don't want to hear about this. Um, sure. I think we'd have to get in contact with Adam. I remember who he was talking about, and we looked at his website and made fun of him. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, no, I kind of, I kind of agree. Uh, I, I think it's cringy. If you can make it work, then good on you. That's a cool living. But yeah, uh, I, I, I agree. Well, it seems like the being the media influencer of the science world, like. It's obviously the job everybody wants. It sounds like the easiest, most fun. Who doesn't want to be the Neil deGrasse Tyson? That seems like way easier than doing real science yeah. to be that guy. Yeah. Obviously, if you can get that gig, it's a good one. There you go. Number two from Adam. When people gush over other people or things. Parentheses. Non-sexual. So he just hates people gushing? Yeah, I guess being too positive. Like, oh, I love pineapple. I don't know. I love M&Ms. They're my favorite candy. You know, that really fits with what I assume this person is like in real life, but man, what a bitter one to put in there as, like, your thing. Other people's happiness. Yeah, other, like, <laughs> legitimately. Okay. Like, we... I kind of I get that. Sometimes it's a little bit annoying when someone just, like, I don't know, gets way too much praise to something that you don't care about and don't want to hear too much about, but I don't know. We got Sean G. from Greenville, South Carolina, mm. scraping silverware on teeth and talking slowly or taking too long to make your point. Wait, how many, wait was, it, was that three or two or was that? Oh, that, I guess that was two. Yeah, I just read it all as one text okay. because he didn't really bullet point his like other people did. Mm -hmm. uh, I've never noticed scraping silverware on teeth. Interesting. 
On your own teeth or hearing it happen with somebody else? I wonder which one. Brother, I literally have no idea what this person's talking about. Is that a, <laughs> is that a Greenville, South Carolina thing? <laughs> talking slowly or taking too long to make your point. Hey, that's me. I feel like I'm... <laughs> Ooh. Come on, who doesn't like a nice comforting like southern draw that's a little bit slow and, you know, it's like molasses, but you get there eventually. <laughs> Okie dokie. Make quite a list. Okay, now we got Ben D from Charlotte, North Carolina. All right. When people Paul's at, coming from inside the house. <laughs> when people at work just say hi, hi Ben, and then have you have to say hey, what's up, and then they just say I'm good, you instead of just asking their question. This one might be one of the top ones for me. Hate really? Because so I've also, I feel like I said I've either oh, I feel like I've either heard that from you or heard that from this person before. It's my one of my biggest pet peeves. Yeah, yeah, okay. And so that seems to happen to both of you, even at different jobs? Mm-hmm. Mm. And when you just throw stuff into a dishwasher... Oh, this one's clearly targeted at me. When you throw stuff into a dishwasher at random, when you're clearly a designated place for everything. Wow. <laughs> Pet peeve. Oh, you made it. Besides just being yourself. Yeah. Um. Uh, I'll, I'll, I have the retort that I always have. Like, I think... Putting things into the dishwasher willy nilly is better than not putting them into the dishwasher to clean at all. Sheesh! Come on, man. I think I think cleaning, however, works for you is better than not cleaning. That's beautiful. And then we have Caitlin L from Charlotte, North Carolina. Silverware scraping on porcelain. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. I don't get what that. Everyone you know is eating in fine china with their silverware and then somehow also on their teeth. <laughs> and chewing sounds. Okay, some more misophonia. Um, I have a couple more, but honestly, I'm tired of. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You're, uh, these people sound like... Uh, unless there's a real zinger you want to end off with. No. Okay. Well, those are all very good pet peeves from people. Like, uh, hopefully we can help you with your anger management by showing you how much we don't care about any of these things but we are gonna rank let's do like what are like our top three out of these um i don't know let's see so it actually is all in one page so maybe i could try and zoom out a little bit i think the funniest one still has to be one of the ones we started off with with from siphon doorknob hanging one of the most abstract (laughs) and random ones we were i I wanted to say this but i didn't know the right way to say it is that a cultural thing is that just rude (laughs) in their culture um okay Let's see. Uh, Paul K would maybe make it in my top three. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. Um, rude to service industry people. I'm going to put that in my top three. Um, don't care about anything about teams. This seems very That kind of seems like rural trucks to me, though. It's like too much of an actual problem to be a pet peeve. Yeah, but this is anger management. If it's something that actually makes you angry, though. All right, then I'll put rude to service people as well. I'll put the uh, restaurant getting served slowly mm, okay. when other people are being served before you. I'm going to do lack of spatial awareness in my top three because that one does get me. It's just really annoying when people don't understand that there are other people trying to get around you. And I think number three, and not necessarily in this order, uh, price of beef jerky. I don't know where these things are. Oh, left lane. Driver, uh, people driving slowly. Oh, shit. I kind of want sports ball to make it in my top three, too, to be honest. It's okay. We can make it a top four. I'm not really holding you <laughs> to right, account on this. Right. I think I want to put sports ball in there, too. I find it very annoying. I, you know, sports are great. And, of course, my number one issue, people hanging stuff on doorknobs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Where do people get? Like, it's like no one knows manners anymore. 
I'm gonna have to text him back and ask him about that one. That one's really funny. I, I, I hope that was a typo or something, and it was actually like injustice or something. <laughs> was this thing? Uh, all right, big facts, no cap. Wrap it up. Um, yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, big fact. Um, you know what? If your friend Paul texts you asking for your pet peeves for his podcast, don't use it as a weird opportunity to take shots at him. Especially not you, Ben. You piece of shit. Can't even clean your own fucking room. <laughs> Uh, and my no cap is uh, thanks to my people for being nice to me and not being mean and using this as an opportunity to be mean to me. <laughs> not a single person said anything about me <laughs> in their responses. I don't know what that says about anything. All right. Bye. Bye, y'all. Is your body's at? Pussy. Say you won't smoke with that bitch for a well. Where the fuck is your apartment set? Been stuck on them, they ain't talking about shit. Pussy. Them niggas are welcome at. Shout to be speaking them facts. Shout ain't talking to rats. Nigga, no new to my twin. Playing with cud, nigga get whack. You ain't gonna slide you a hold off. Spin a nigga block, then we rolled off. Young cool trying to scold out. Shepard was busy, so I said, Fogart.